Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Isolated 8 podcast, and it's the start of season two. Uh, so, yeah, season one went really, really well. 23 really cool episodes. I'm delighted with them. Uh, a lot of progression as it went along, which was uh, what we hoped for. Um, I needed a little bit of a break, in all honesty. The the recording side of things is great. The social media and promotion side of things, um, I just found my face and my head in the phone constantly, and I just needed a bit of a break from that. So that's what we did. Um, been busy in the break as well, though. We've recorded four so far for this season um, and I've got three or four lined up so really happy with how things are going in that direction some really really cool guests coming up um, we've also got a sponsor so there'll be an advert after this little short intro to explain exactly who the sponsor are what they're about it's stand for clothing SF clothing uh, I've known Tom the owner for a while and delighted to have him on board um, really connected and clicked with him we have the same sort of ideas in on, on life and, and in general so um, that was one part of wanting to get them on board they're also based here in cork in ireland so i think it was very important to keep things local at the moment if you can do anything in your local community to help kind of businesses in any way you can i think that's important in the current climate and in general anyway um but it needed to be applicable to you know we've got listeners all over the globe and it needed to be able to be shipped worldwide and be applicable to everyone so we've ticked all them boxes really really happy to have them on board so uh keep listening out for the advert that's coming next um, it'll tell you all about the company, what they do, what they're about, and there's a little discount code for us all there. Well, as I say, a little is actually a, a, a substantial discount code. Is really, really, really happy with uh, how generous the guys have been over in uh, in SF Clothing. Uh, this week's guest, I'm going to keep this short and sweet. This week's guest, there's, uh, I'm not going to say nothing. I'm not going to say anything actually at, at the moment um, in this little intro. So after the advert, when it kicks into the episode, there's a poem that I wrote a couple of years ago about this person. I reread that poem, um, and then it'll give you an idea about the person, and then we go on to a really, really cool conversation. So um, really happy how that turned out. So I hope you enjoy the podcast. We've got some really, really cool guests coming up, um, and for now, listen. To to season two kick off with um the new advert for sf clothing peace this week's podcast sponsor is stand for clothing stand for clothing is a street style and sportwear brand based here in cork the sf brand is more than just a clothes producer it's a culture for people chasing their mastery and inspiring others with their passions SF's founder truly believes in dedication and embraces ambition. Born out of the 90s hip-hop, basketball and graffiti culture where there were two tribes, kings that praised quantity. They were all about getting their tags everywhere, quickly and often, their tag would be seen all over the city but it would be sloppy. On the other side, the real wild style tribe, they were more about quality, taking time to master letter structures and colour combinations as a true art, with attention to every detail, quality over quantity. This is reflected in the founder's personality and his approach to every corner of his life up to this day. On his journey, Thomas has had to learn and develop a lot of skills to fulfill his dream. From design, textile technologies and print, to running a team and a full-scale business. Now he's also an awarded branding consultant running a creative agency. In his free time, he's a basketball player, a photographer and still writes graffiti. 20 years of passion have gone into the brand. They don't just buy t-shirts and print on them. It's all sourced and manufactured in Europe. They develop their own fabrics, graphics, designs, and they cut their own shapes and patterns, creating their own very recognizable image. I'm sure there's plenty of pieces and fabrics that'll blow your mind. Like us all, the pandemic has hit hard. It's putting a new collection on hold, but they're busy finalizing their biggest launch in the background. 
The guys over at SF Clothing have given Isolated Ape listeners a 30% discount from their online store. So head over to www.standfor.ie and add the discount code APE30 at the checkout. That's www.standfor.ie and add the discount code APE30 at the checkout. A-P-E-3-0, APE30. Peace. So, welcome to episode number 23 of the Isolated Ape podcast, um, start of season two, and uh, as you would have heard in the intro, uh, we've got a new sponsor, so delighted with that, things seems to be going in the right direction. Um, as an intro to this week's guest, I'm going to read a poem out that I wrote a couple of years back. Um, it'll be a good introduction to the guest, and then from there we'll, we'll chat away. So, here we go. This is a poem about a friend called Shauna. The poor girl thought that the whole world would disown her. For just being honest and telling the truth, being herself is all she wanted to do. But instead she lied for a very long time. She did well to hide a secret none of us could find. But she knew in her heart that it just weren't working. She's feeling the burden. All she's doing is hurting. She DJed since her teens and music was her healer. If music is your drug, then Shauna is your dealer. Her siblings felt safe whenever she's around. She'd fight like a man. Her right hand would drop you to the ground. Back then, Shauna's life was crazy. Definitely. Not maybe. She was convincing herself and everyone else she'd never grow to be a lady. Shauna lived in Lanzarote, an island in the sun. She'd be on the beach topless but wasn't noticed by anyone. She didn't stand out like she would do now. And of this young woman, I'm extremely proud. Her life is so confusing and her head is full of conflict. So as an escape, she'd just go out and end up getting on it. Going out to parties, having messy nights, drink, smoke, pop a few pills and snort a good few lines. But then her family came along, fiancé and baby too. Shauna stopped the partying and her life was pretty cool. But she wasn't being true, and it's the only thing to do. She knew if she told just one person, she'd have to follow through. Now, I've mentioned Shauna's name a lot, and there's a reason for this play. I'd like you to replace this name with another, which is Dave. Turn her to him, oh, sorry, turn she to he and her to him, and you'll understand the turmoil held within. See, Dave was our mate from back in the day. We used to get into fights and out of our face. Dave had a missus and his own little son, but he wanted to be a girl and hid it from everyone. Tried to get on with his life, do what every male does, but he knew deep inside that wasn't who he was. So the truth came out for all to accept or reject. He knew there would be certain people who would eject and neglect. He had a family and a child and a lot to fucking lose, but being yourself is all that you can do. I'm sorry for the pun, but what she did took balls because her life choices left some people appalled. But fuck those people. It doesn't matter you were a mister. You're just being you. And I love you for it, sister. Hey, Shauna. How the fuck are you, man? (laughs) I'm good. I'm good. And you? I was sweating reading that for some reason. That's been a while. Man. Yeah, I haven't heard it in a few years. It has. It has. So how are things? Pretty good. I'm really enjoying the time off work. I haven't had this much of a break since I was in school. 
Yeah, so, yeah, I get that. Yeah. I get that. I've um, like we were very briefly talking before we started recording, but I'm kind of locked up in the bedroom still. I'm probably 13 or 14 weeks now working from home. Um, and yeah, I kind of, I mean, I'm enjoying the fact that I'm at home a lot more, but I certainly feel I'm not having the break I wish I could have. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And um, for your work, you're a chef, right? I am. Yeah. So how does how does chefing um, how how are you keeping busy? You're cooking at home, or yeah? Yeah, my girlfriend's absolutely delighted having a chef in the house for starters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, she gets fed well. Good stuff. Um, good stuff. Yeah, just and, kind of um, cooking at home, and yeah, a little bit of bacon here and there, and yeah, just trying to keep busy. And what's the story with with work? Are you just kind of on the COVID payment and off work now, or yeah. is work looking after you, or how does that? I'm on the COVID payment now. I left I left the restaurant I was in for seven and a half years, and I took a head chef job in town, and I was only in there ah. about two months, and then all this started. So fuck. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I wasn't aware of that. I knew you were working in in the place up in Malahide. Is it Nautilus or something? You were in between. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just remember from the Instagram and the fancy food. You know me now. I'm not a foodie. <laughs> yeah. um, food is fuel for me like you know but um yeah some some interesting dishes being put up on instagram um so you move from there and after a couple of months then this shit kicks in yeah what but that was kind of just as hectic so yeah, yeah. I'm ha- happy with the time off happy to chill with my girlfriend plenty of fishing in yeah 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 i yeah. see that as well yeah you're yeah. still out fishing with with seals how's he how's yeah. seals getting on man captain redbeard is fantastic <laughs> <laughs> he's doing well yeah I see him. Good. I haven't. Yeah, uh, I don't know how I'm still friends with him, but yeah, after uh, well, twenty odd years, like, well, why wouldn't you be? Yeah. Why wouldn't you be? Do you know? Oh, uh, just because he's a numpty. Nah, he's no. an absolute numpty. He's he's a good man. He's a fucking uh, gas fella. The um, best numpty, the best. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. So obviously, we met back in Lanzarote. Geez, we're talking. How long have you been back from Lanzarote now? I'm back seven or eight years now. Fucking hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm back around the same. And obviously we were there for for a few years and, and you were working away. Um things are quite different since then though, right? Do you know? Um yeah, in fairness. A lot, uh, <laughs> a lot has changed. A lot has changed. And how's that for you? Uh, how how you how was how's everything in, in general? Um, you know, so obviously you I I I think it was either James, my wife's brother, or someone else had mentioned your change and your decisions. And I ain't going to lie, it was a bit of a shock to the system for a little while, but we've met a couple of times since and we've spoken many times since and, and uh, you know, we're, we're, we're all cool. It's it's never going to be an issue for us, right? But um, how, how, how has is it been liberating? Do you feel free? Do you feel good? What's the crack? Yeah, I feel pretty good now. I'm like very settled in myself now. Years ago when I first came out, it was, yeah, a little bit of turmoil here and there and I came across plenty of arseholes as you would. But um, for the most part, like most of my friends and family have been pretty solid throughout the whole thing. That's good. That's great. Yeah. And how long was that like? And again, if there's anything you don't want to talk about, tell me to fuck off. And, and, and obviously there's – you can't speak for the whole of the transgender world, right? But I'd like to hear kind of your experiences, if that's okay. And, and tell me, like – when was when when did these kind of thoughts come into your head that you felt you were in the wrong body? And have you got a, how how old were you then? Um, I was well. I started like cross dressing at the age of about four. Okay. 
Yeah, and then you I got hit to... When we were in Lanza, you were just one of the lads. You were yeah. a proper dude's dude, like, you know? Oh, I hit, I hit it really well. So then when I was about 13, I got like, kind of really good at finding decent hiding spots and used to kind of hide clothes in there. Then as I got a bit older and I was in with, like, a group of boys' boys, like, like absolute messers, and, yeah, I just kind of buried this, buried the feelings with drugs and kind of heavy abuse. Use them hiding yeah. spots for hiding drugs instead, is it? Well, no, for both, for both, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and I kind of just hit it well with drugs until the feelings kind of resurfaced when I was about 19. Okay. Um, and I kind of never, I just kind of kept it really private. So I never stopped cross-dressing, if you get me. Uh, and then when Michelle got pregnant, we moved back, and I told her via a letter um, one day. Uh, about my feelings about wearing women's clothes and stuff we sat down and had a chat realized that I went a bit more into depth than that and then we decided what was best for us and I decided to start my transition and go on my journey mad and how you know obviously you've you've got a child as well um and and I know Michelle from from Lanzarote days and and how did that go was it anger was it, it I mean was, she's I was a pretty cool girl. Yeah, 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 it was. Yeah. Um, I think there was a lot of anger at the fact that I'd kind of broken up our family and we were due to be married and stuff. Mm. But in my opinion, honesty was the best policy in this case instead of hurting her a lot more down the line in a couple of years to come. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And the letter—that's a good way of doing it, I suppose. For anyone, I've always said that if if there's something that you can't say to someone, there's no reason you can't write it down and, and leave it there and, and see how that goes. Where how did that idea come into your head? Was it was it that sort of thing? It was just too hard to say, or it was just kind of too hard to say when when you're put on the spot, kind of your mind goes blank, kind of thing. Mm. So it's it's pretty much how it came out to everyone. My employer at the time, um, my parents, my brother and sister, uh, just wrote them all kind of an individual letter and. I found these yeah. to kind of express my feelings. I could redraft it as many times as I want until one I said is yeah, perfect yeah. and then, then give it kind of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And was it uh obviously I can't imagine everyone was so accepting, do you know? Um or or yeah, I suppose the important people in your life, how did they, they take it? Um my dad being kind of an of an older generation. It was hard for him to wrap his head around us, but he's kind of there now. It took him a, a couple of years, like to start calling me Shauna and stuff, and like to see me make up on kind of thing. But he's pretty cool now. He's chill. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was always my wonder when when we first met is is how it would be, and and again not having a clue kind of what you'd be dressing like. And I remember very clearly the first time I met you as Shauna, and you came down to Cork, and and we met up, and there wasn't like for me there wasn't a whole lot of it. You were quite clever in how you did it you'd still have the north face black jacket on but it'd have the pink writing rather than the blue writing yeah. or whatever you know and you'd wear a pair of trainers yeah. yeah very very subtle i suppose like for years i kind of yeah went for an androgynous look kind of thing um, and yeah kind of kind of hard to tell if you're male or female okay but, yeah um Is that word again for me androgynous androgynous okay androgynous yeah so word. um yeah, but like I'd be totally comfortable going out dolled up to the nines, depending on the event, etc. But if I'm coming yeah. down, I'll join to you and James. Yeah, 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 yeah <laughs> you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we'll take it differently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And um, and I remember at that time you'd started 
your transition um and again forgive me if i'm using all the wrong terminology anyway right and and do correct me right but um you know you started the transition and and how how does that start i suppose like did you have to go and you obviously have to go and speak to people right and uh, how does that start did it start with the gp or um so personally i started with just a counselor okay um, and I went to see the counsellor. From there, then she uh, put me onto a clinical psychologist. Okay. Um, so I had to go see him um, a good few times. It cost, cost quite a bit of money to go and see all these people. Then I got from him, I got a referral letter to Lachlanstown um, to start hormone replacement therapy. So you had to go and kind of be have a psychological kind of assessment to see yeah. if it's something that you really, really want or, or if it's whatever the case may be like a, yeah, pretty much. They have to make sure this is what you want before they let you go. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 And how long was that process? If you don't mind me asking, was it kind of a, a couple of it's, weeks, a couple of months, a year? No, the, the medical system in Ireland with regards to trans people is pretty shocking. Um, it was about, about a two to three year waiting list before you get to see anybody. Okay. Yeah, so I kind of went went my own way and got sorted my hormones online, and then I was just going down to my GP for blood tests. Okay. Yeah, until I got into the system, but I think a lot of trans people do do it that way because the the, the facilities so slow. For, yeah. Mm, okay. And what kind of hormones would you be taking? Then would it be estrogen? I assume again, I might be wrong. I don't know. Like, and yeah, estrogen pretty much is the feminine hormone, right? And testosterone is more the male hormone. Is that right? Or yeah. So you take um, you take estrogen and you also take a testosterone blocker. Okay. Okay. So yeah, that's that makes sense. Yeah, it stops you producing testosterone, and the estrogen basically replaces your hormones. Okay. And how how long of like what does that cause? Does that cause you to grow breasts? Does that kind of is that you know the idea again? I might be wrong. Yeah. It, um, it causes you to grow breasts, uh, it redistributes body fat, it kind of changes you mentally, you see kind of the softer side of life, um, yeah. you're, a lot, you're a lot more emotional. The only thing it doesn't really do is change your voice. Okay. So as you can hear, I still have a deep voice. Like, but, yeah, but, yeah. Yeah. I know plenty of women with deep voices yeah. that, that fucking shout a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, okay. Okay, and how long does how long? Obviously, I suppose it depends how the hormones react with you, or or how each person would be so individual with their their makeup of their body that that process and change takes varying times. I assume, um, but for you, kind of, you know, how long do you foresee? That, do you still take estrogen on the daily, or how does that work? I'm still taking estrogen daily. Yeah, my I've, I'm not taking as much testosterone because I've kind of depleted it from my body. Okay. So, um, and how long has that been going on? Uh, I've been taking them for probably about three and a half years now. Okay. Three and a half, four years nearly. And um, when's the end of the road with that, or is there ever? It's it's kind of a lifetime thing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because your body would naturally still produce testosterone, or or wouldn't produce as much estrogen as you'd need, I suppose. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Okay. Fucking scientist Nick here, man. I'm ticking <laughs> all the boxes. That's good. Um, and then, and again, I don't want to get rude and, and dig deep and be too personal, but I mean, like, is there operations then to get rid of the genitalia, get rid of the balls and the dick, or, or is that yeah, something so, like the decision? Or That's like a huge, huge decision. I haven't personally made it myself yet. 
But um, yeah, as far as I know, there there's no facilities in Ireland to do that. You need to travel abroad to uh, okay. yeah Spain or the UK. But um, it's quite a pricey operation. I think the last time I checked, it was near to twenty grand. Okay. Yeah. So that's yeah. one of the kind of reasons why I haven't yeah, looked yeah. yet. But yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, and again, I'm spot like obviously UK and Spain is, I suppose it's just the knowledge of the UK. Obviously, the same language would be a huge kind of factor. We had our first baby out in Lanzarote, and and if I as much as I can't rate the Spanish healthcare system for what it did for us any higher compared to what we got here in Ireland, which was fairly shocking. Um, the language barrier is something that I would be conscious of, you know. Um, yeah. So the UK over some, but then like obviously, kind of you go further afield, and these operations would be. I mean, in Thailand, for example, right? Let's you know, I've been to Thailand a couple of times, and I've been, you know, been into bars, and and there's clearly transgender people there. Katoys is the name they use in Thailand, uh, Katoy, um, and the operations over there, they, there seems to be quite a few. Do you know what I mean? Is that is is that something that's kind of spoken about within the trans world that, you know, maybe in other places where it's a bit more accepting or, or regular that it might be a bit cheaper than the 20 grand. I suppose you yeah. don't want to be fucking scrimping on getting operations exactly. like that. Though, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're not getting your teeth pulled, like, fuck. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I've, I've looked into Thailand as well. It's like a fraction of the price, but also you just don't want to get a dodgy doctor and kind of a botch job is kind of the worst thing worst case scenario yeah. there so yeah 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 it's pretty vital as well right um okay mad and then how's you know let's talk about kind of how was it with your boss and how was it at work and things like that because obviously your family have got a, a deep invested in your life you know they've raised you and, and they're you've part of their life forever so you know work is is something that's can change quite quite often how was that um, yeah, at the time I wrote my employer a letter, um, my my head chef directly, and then he told the owner of the restaurant, but initially I didn't know what to expect, I kind of looked at um, where I stood legally and what rights I had and stuff, etc. Um, then I went, went to them, told them, and they were like, they accepted it with open arms. Happy day. Kind of thing, so yeah, it was perfect. Brilliant. And where would you stand legally if they were being pricks about it? Yeah, I've, I'd have quite a few rights. Yeah, like yeah. they couldn't, they couldn't have let me go or, or any discrimination towards me, kind of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And again, you know, I don't know who's going to be listening to this that may be having similar kind of thoughts that you had, you know, growing up and and thinking about it. So this is just good information. I never even thought about that side of thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So. Like well, I remember I told my head chef at the time, like, oh, I did seek legal information to see where I stood and he got quite offended at the fact. He was like, yeah, yeah, poor yeah. mates kind of thing. But then again, you just never know people, do you? You don't. Yeah. You don't. And that's it. Like there's even in, in kind of, you know, so we're recording this now on the 4th of June um, and shit is hitting the fan in America. Right. Yeah, so crazy. Um, crazy shit and some of the stuff that i'm seeing online and some of the people that i'm seeing post stuff and i'm like i might fucking delete you and i might just get rid of you i'm quite surprised at some of the comments from some of people that i've connected with over the years of of their thoughts on on this and how i don't know i'm just quite surprised by it so again like you say there you just don't know anyone at all and something that's as deep and meaningful to you as that you you know you don't know what people's reactions are going to be but um 
Yeah, it's good that they were like that, right? I mean, I'm sure there were some very... Was there anyone who, who surprised you with their negativity rather than with their positivity? Um, One of my old mates, yeah, I haven't spoken to him since. Kind of took it the wrong way, but... You know? Okay. They're lost. Fuck right? the big man. Yeah. yeah, they're lost, man. Fuck them. Yeah, I agree. Um, Yeah, and then how do you find... How do you find it now, kind of going shopping and, and on the day-to-day, kind of, you know, going shopping for clothes and things like that? And, and is it is it more accepting from women in the women's section than it would be from men? Or is it a 50-50 split? Or what's the crack there? Ah, uh, you get some funny looks sometimes off, like, the women, but it just doesn't bother me. I just kind of brush it off. And, you know, yeah. I am who I am, and fuck everyone who doesn't like it. Yeah, you have to be like that, I suppose. But then I think, like, the, you know, there's certainly things that, I think sometimes there's things as well that you, as a person who's not going through this, that you don't even think of. And I, when I contacted you about doing this, I actually thought back to one of the podcasts that I'd done and in it, someone mentioned a transgender using the word tranny. Right. And I didn't shut it down. I didn't, it, I, it just breezed past me as if it wasn't anything, you know? Yeah. And it was only then when I was speaking, like setting this up with you and I was like, fuck man like that like and, and again with the stuff that's going on in america and people saying things that and i'm there going that's fucking ridiculous you can't be putting that but again i'm thinking do they is it the same sort of thing that i did with that tranny comment and didn't even think about it until i was talking about us having a chat and then i thought fuck if shauna listens to that she's gonna think like I, you know i didn't speak up yeah, about I guess, it yeah. it wasn't necessarily that i'd said anything and and it was more that i didn't speak up yeah, that you weren't actively against that. the kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and that was a bit of an eye opener for me. I mean, is 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 there anything kind of you know, has there been comments and and stuff that you're in a conversation with that people haven't triggered, or I suppose they're quite conscious of it when they're around you, right? Uh, a lot of people still turn around like, oh, what's up, man? And then they're, oh, I'm so sorry for calling you, man, kind of thing. Like, don't yeah, worry, man, I did the exact same thing. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, no, something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it depends. Like, like most people who have in my circles, I trust already. And if they slip up, like, ah, oh, forget about it, you know. But then you do. Like, I've come across some like arsehole taxi men that have turned around and been like, "Oh, you're, uh, you're, you're born a man. You'll always be a man," kind of thing. Um, yeah, shit like that. Like, but they're kind of people that I don't know that I just say, "Oh, fuck yourself." And yeah, yeah, of, yeah, that's yeah. it. Okay. But, uh, for the most part, people are generally okay. Yeah, yeah that's great. That's great. And then obviously, you know, your your passions and your the things that you do in your spare time, they don't seem to have changed at all. You still go fishing, you know. Yeah, one of the lines bit, in the still yeah, big into my the, music. Yeah. That's it. Well, I was just gonna say one of the lines that I put into the poem was um if music is your drug, Shauna is your dealer. That's a tattoo that you have, right? I remember, I remember that from yeah. from, the, from the land. If if music is your drug, I am your dealer. Are you still DJing a lot? Is it more yeah, fun? DJing, or? Yeah, more fun. I've set up kind of a little home studio. Sold my decks and set up a little home studio. I just start producing a bit instead. Okay, but, cool. Uh, yeah. And what kind of music would that be? Is it electronic in terms of kind of dance music? You were a bit of a dance head back in the yeah, day. Yeah, it's it- mostly techno. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay. And um and and as has that changed? Has there been any change in your there? Do you feel that your tastes have changed as as kind of you know, you were saying there that the Easter makes you a bit softer sometimes or you see the softer things in life. Um 
have you noticed that anything else has kind of changed in tastes or, or things that um, you well I don't listen to Ariana Grande anyway yeah, <laughs> <you know? laughs> oh, nothing, yeah nothing like that now but yeah just emotionally like you could be watching you could see like a little video of a cat or something and just bring it here to your eye kind of thing that yeah. would have never made me cry before or like cute videos of toddlers or kind of thing <laughs> yeah, it just makes it a little bit more emotional yeah 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 <laughs> And talking to toddlers, you've got a son, right? So how old yeah. would be how old's your son now? He is six now. Six, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Same age as my middle fella, that's it. And um how's things there, man? That must be like uh Yeah, well his mom is pretty cool. I won't lie, for the situation that we're in. Um it's grand. She moved back to her over to her dad's in Manchester. So I get over there a good few times a year, like four or five times a year. Uh, or else he gets he gets over here for a couple of weeks at a time, um, twice a year maybe. But with all the coronavirus going on, I haven't seen him since um, since December. He was over okay. after Christmas, start of January. Okay. But um, I don't know with technology these days, I still speak to him every day on video calls and stuff. So that's it. So it's as if yeah. it's the yeah yeah yeah. And and what's that kind of you know? Does he call you dad? Does he call you mum? What's yeah, he program? calls me dad like I'll always be his dad, really. So yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I still do all the bad things, and I take him fishing, bring him like I want to bring him camping now, and he comes over next time, kind of thing. But uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, he still still hasn't wrapped his head around. He still turns around. He's like, "Oh my god, you have boobs! Why do you have boobs?" I'm like, "Huh?" Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Why did why did that man call you she and this kind of thing? So yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, of course, and I suppose that's going to be something for the, for him to get his head around in time, or or maybe not, because it'll become the norm for him, right? So, yeah. um, how old was he when you started your transition? He was one. Okay, so he doesn't really know a whole load of different, really. No. It's just because your dad. And yeah, I'm not sure. He might have been, been too, but he was still too young. Like. Yeah, 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 yeah. So to everyone else, you're Shauna, but to him, your dad, and that must be fairly, like you say, when when people are calling you. Yeah, yeah. So that's a yeah. So I can I can understand it might take a while, but um, everything's cool there. I mean, kids are fairly kind of they're sponges and and they take yeah. you know there's no no I'm discrimination sure, like, or hate, right? Yeah, in his class in school, like there's there's parents that are like two women and stuff like lesbians, and yeah, I, think, yeah. I think in the class above them just two dads that are gay that have a child together and like uh, yeah. So he's kind of that's used in to Manchester, that. right? In yeah, just it's in Leyland, it's about 20, 20 minutes south of Preston. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Forty minutes north of Manchester. So to have them kind of relationships happening in the school is obviously helping him. Whereas I'd say in Ireland, like in my kids' school, I don't think there's 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 certainly no one open about it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So you feel in Ireland and and in, in England, I suppose I feel there is a difference in it. And it's it, it's a little bit more old school here in Ireland, a little bit, a yeah. couple of years behind the times or whatever. So it's uh, it's yeah. a lot more diverse. But then again, when I go over to Leyland, I'm walking up the street and the looks I get off people and stuff like, like I st- still think they're kind of backwards because they're a bit more up north. Whereas if you go to London, you can get onto the tube and you see like, no, no, oh, shit, yeah, like yeah. yeah, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but again, I suppose in London, there's such a flamboyant place as well. Do you know what I mean? Big cities, you find that. I think, like you say, I lived up north in, in Halifax and down south. Um, and and again, kind of you know, the, the the further north you go, the more similar it would be to Ireland in that kind of way, where yeah. I think. But then again, you know, the bigger cities, then it's, it's a bit different. Um, what's it like in Dublin? Uh, yeah, grand. It's pretty good. I don't know whether I'm going to stay here forever now, but... Okay. Yeah. Any plans? What's your thoughts? 
Um, when Logan gets a bit older, I'd love to move abroad. I'd love to go to like Australia or Canada, but he's just too young now that it's too far away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I like to see him at every chance I get, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, we've we've been kind of discussions and I'm in and are in. Like, I, there'd, there'd be part of us that I'd, I'd, we'd go tomorrow, you know, and Sarah would go tomorrow. But then, you know, you got to think of education for the kids and things like that. And then, you know, language barriers and, and stuff like that. And then when you're talking Australia or Canada or New Zealand is something we were looking at and maybe kind of, you know, there is no language barrier there, but you're getting a good climate and, and the way of life. But then it's a million miles away from her parents who've been amazing do you know what i mean it's yeah exactly it's like that catch 22 um so yeah fuck knows we could probably end up here for until the kids have finished school <laughs> anyway you know i don't really have a say in the matter let's be honest about it right <laughs> so how does that work for you now do you like you know obviously the women women are the boss in the house that's the best advice i ever get there's gonna only be one boss in the house and it ain't gonna be you um <laughs> is is the best advice i ever got so um yeah do you, do you get any say in the gaff now <laughs> oh yeah absolutely i've all say um and so you've got a partner you've got a girlfriend i do have a girlfriend yeah so you went from male to female but still interested in women yeah well i'm bisexual okay like yeah i've i've been a bit greedy but um right now i'm settled with a a lovely girl yeah (laughs) cool there you go man how times change, man. How oh, times change. I know. Yeah. And um, let's talk about what you've... I mean, we've always smoked weed together, right? Yeah. What's the crack of your weed situation up in Dublin at the minute? Because I tell you down here, it's a fucking uh, joke. It hasn't been too bad. The fella that I usually get it off, he went dry for about a week. And I got another number off guy. They were selling like... I know three grand bags, fifty quid, absolutely ripped off for like two and a half grand bags, fifty quid, and now we're like no money, mate. Oh, that's shit, man. We're getting like four gram, four grams usually, fifty quid. Okay, yeah. Now we won't get that down here. It'd be you'd be getting two and a half to three grams if you're just paying the fifty. You'd get seven on the queue, um, and you might get you get an ounce for between three and four hundred. You know, um, yeah. So yeah, yeah. But at the moment, I've never seen anything like it. Every time my phone pings, it's can you get weed from somewhere? And it's from someone that I hadn't thought of. Do you know, normally there's people around the city that I've met over time that, you know, if I can't get it up here, they can get it down there, but I've never seen anything like it, man. Yeah, never in my life. yeah we've been yeah. kind of, me and my girlfriend have just kind of been buying half ounce or an ounce at a time just to have, and then it's safe for a week or two before we're stuck yeah. again. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're both stoners, are you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's good. That's good. Yeah, I well, I'm lucky. I'm the only stoner in my house. My missus says there's only room for one drug addict in any relationship, <laughs> and I'm taking that mantle. Um, <laughs> yeah, you can't have two. You'll fuck it up. But no, uh, it's uh, it's all good. Um, and then what's what's the plans going forward? Um, oh, here we go. Look at this for a text now. Listen to this. I'm not going to say the name. A body of mine has announced for five hundred and fifty quid. If you want one, bro. Do what? I fuck? I would yeah, fuck off. Like. No, thanks, mate. I'll, 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 I'll yeah. wait on that one. But that's the <laughs> shit that I'm dealing with at yeah. the moment, man. Um, so yeah, what's the plan going forward? Like, obviously, you said you haven't made a decision on 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 operations and stuff like that, and and you're talking potentially of, you know, maybe moving abroad and stuff. But I mean, chefing is that always going to be you? Is that your passion? Uh, no, I'd say I've lost my passion. Like, I've just. Yeah, I kind of lost my passion because the kitchens I was in were so hard. 
Um, like cooking at the kind of fine dining level really takes it out of you, especially if you're doing it for seven years. And I was a sous chef, so I took on a lot of responsibility. What does that mean now? Because I hear that word a lot, sous uh, chef, I'm, but I don't know. I see when the head chef's not there, I run the kitchen. Okay. So, okay. Um, and then I took on a head chef position, which was even more paperwork, et cetera, et cetera. So I think I've learned kind of an invaluable life skill now that I'll, I'll never lose. My girlfriend's yeah. delighted. And yeah, I might, I might go down a different avenue of study. I was thinking about going back to college to study zoology in okay. September. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. My Noah, yeah. that's going to be my Noah in the future, man. Uh, yeah. Noah's got Asperger's and he can retain information of stuff that he cares about massively, right? Um, yeah. And he's, he's an animal lover. Um, the different... Every day we sit at the dinner table and we play an animal game, right? So we all have to think of an animal and then people have to a- ask questions and it's a yes or no answer, right? So then we narrow yeah. it down to the animal, you know? <laughs> but some of the stuff that he comes out with, words that I've never heard of, I can't even think of the word that it was yesterday that it taught me. It began with a P, but it was the word for a group of big cats. So, you know, tigers, lions, big cats like that. There's a... A A pride, yeah. No, no, not a pride of lions. I'm just trying to think of the scientific word. I can't... I'll have to put it in the intro there now when we... uh, Okay, yeah. uh, Because I can't find it. It's like the scientific word for a big cat. Um, Let's see if I can find it. For a big cat. This is fucking podcast gold, mate. Type in into this. Panthera. Genus Panthera. He was really, like, I'm, yeah. a panth- I'm a genus Panthera. I was like, what <laughs> the fuck is that? He was like, I'm a big cat, Dad. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> zoology, man. Um, what got you into that? Is that something you've always been into? Always it's kind of, yeah. Lover? Something I've always been into. Yeah, absolute animal lover. I've had a pet tortoise. He's 58 now, I think. Wow. Yeah, still having my dad. You had him before you? <laughs> my dad my dad got him when he was about 14 my nana brought him back from the Isle of Man in a shoebox on an airplane and yeah he's written into like my parents will that I get him because he's going to outlive my parents he's going to live to about 150 yeah 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 we've often spoke about that kind of getting a i've just astroturfed my back garden so that's that fucked you know because they'd be if we had a bit of grass and stuff it would be grand but yeah we said because it'd be something that you can pass down generation to generation yeah it's Um, pretty cool pat like your kids are never going to get upset if it dies or whatever like because it's just not going to die yeah yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) the perfect death that's it and is it easy to maintain and look after does it kind of need a lot of care and love or no not at all like we Basically, just he goes, he hibernates from about September, wakes up on Paddy's Day every year, in and around Paddy's okay. Day. So he's only awake for a couple of months of the year, and you just give him give him out some lettuce or cucumbers, his favourite, like, and he just eats that. And if it's, if the sun's baiting down like it has been the last few weeks, just oil the shell so it doesn't dry out too much, and that's it. Like very low maintenance. Oh, that's easy enough. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, they can't like we we we've got a dog that I care for, but then we had goldfish and again I ended up cleaning it out. Can we have goldfish, Dad? Can we have goldfish, Dad? And then he was asking me for a lizard the other day. Can we get a lizard? I was like, I ain't getting no lizard until you learn to clean it and look after it. I'd be, <laughs> I'm not scared of animals, but I'd be a bit wary about a lizard, right? I just don't know them lizards and snakes and reptiles. I'd be a bit, yeah. a bit more coy about, you know. Hey, yeah, um, you know what's really, a really low maintenance pest would be stick insects. Okay. Yeah. They smell. Great. They stink. The not, not at all. Like really no, low maintenance. No. Just a little tank. Stick insects. Yeah. But um, I've got the tank from when the fucking fish died. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh, they're only like they're only about like two euro a pop as well. So. Ah. You'd be yeah. That's it. I want something that they, that won't die on them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah I've got a story for you. A friend of mine actually. Um, a friend of mine's son wanted a pet, right? 
listen to this. This kid's this kid's got it right. So Tony, my mate, says to the kid, "If you, I'll get you a plant, right? And if you can keep the plant alive for twelve months, then I'll get you a dog." I was like, "That's a good idea, Tony. Good thinking." So they went into the shop, went into B and Q or wherever it was, and he was like, "Dad, can I get any plant?" And he was like, "Any plant you want, son. You've just got to keep it alive." He goes, "I'm going to buy a cactus because they don't die." <laughs> Fucking genius. Twelve months later, where's my dog? But yeah, <laughs> madness. madness. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That we went off on a tangent there. That's good. What? What's the? Um, <laughs> so, so zoology. Let's get back. Obviously, with zoology, it it means going to to study and going to uni. And and when was the last time you did any sort of kind of education? Oh, it's about. 18 I think 10 years ago okay. and I did so sound engineering and music production okay um, I didn't finish the course only did a year um, and since then I've done like an online course in sound engineering music production um, which I finished and now I'm just kind of looking for a different avenue like, something I don't know, else to keep you busy uh, instead of waking up and going into a hot kitchen for 12 hours a day imagine waking up and going to play with tigers for the day or like yeah, yeah, going yeah, to the yeah. zoo kind of thing yeah That'd be class, yeah. all right. Yeah, or even like working in a pet shop or like, yeah. I don't know, animals are pretty cool. So they bring me solace. Yeah, and they don't give you no shit and they're not judgmental. And yeah, all exactly. of that. Yeah, yeah, that's a good thinking. Yeah, surround yourself with animals. They can't give you no goff then. Exactly. Yeah. So I saw a good thing yesterday. It was like, um, everyone needs to be a panda. He's black, he's white, he's Asian. Yeah, like, yeah, I think yeah, stop yeah. the racism. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've um, I'm very lucky. I grew up in a in a very multicultural family. I've got mixed race cousins. You know, I've got uncles who my, my auntie would be white, and and my, I've got uncles that are black from kind of the Caribbean, and I've got, um, you know, a, I've got uncles who would be Asian, or, or my my aunties had kids with an Asian man, and even my sister's got kids with those. So my, um. It, it never kind of entered my brain or never was taught until I kind of left, you know, I got to about 16, 17 and in school and stuff, it was, I went to a multicultural school. So it was never a kind of thing until I got a bit older. And then it really grates on me and pisses me off, you know? Um, and I think here in Ireland as well, they, they're subconsciously or, or I've heard it. Sure. We're allowed to be racist. We're Irish. I've heard that so many times. Right. And, and I know where they're coming from. Right. Cause I, you know, the Irish were slaves and you know, the oppression and the famine and the fact that, you know, when I was growing up in England, it was no blacks, no dogs, no Irish. Do you know what I mean? So I kind yeah. of, I see that feeling, but um, I, like I said, I don't want to keep going. I'm just really surprised by some of the people that I've connected with over the years and some of the shit that's coming out of their mouth. Yeah. Um, or more to the point, out while they're typing. I think that's the most annoying thing. I think some of the times that some of the things that people say online and and, and on Facebook, um, and this probably goes for you as well in in the situation you're in. That um, you know, people tend to be a a little braver when they're uh, keyboard warriors or telephone tough guys. You know, yeah, when they're behind uh, the screen, they people tend to yeah think they're they're business like. And do you get that? Do you get any of that shit? Uh, not really online, to be honest. Okay. Is that because you've only exit, you know, you only become friends with in, and interact with people that you know are grand, like exactly, yeah. I like yeah. my my all my profiles are kind of private, like I only accept people into them that I know that I know well, kind of thing. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But even that must be a chore and a task, or or a part of the the whole process, you know, because I don't have to worry about that, and I, you know, it 
not that I have to, I suppose I do have to worry about it if, if I want to kind of have that, you know, positive energy of what I see. You know, there's certain people that I've noticed over the last kind of couple of months that I've blocked there and blocked there just because of the shit that was coming out. Um, but I think having to even be conscious of doing that must be fairly tough and tiring at times. I suppose it's just different. It's just part of the process. Yeah, you're going you, through, right? you do kind of just get used to it, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, just yeah. fil- filter out the fucking ages and your rant. Yeah, yeah. And if you've got, you know, if there's anyone listening that's having similar thoughts, you know, how liberating is it? How tough is it? Is it worth the... It's, yeah, it's definitely worth it. Talk about that. Yeah. It's um, for anyone that is in my position or thinking about transitioning, I definitely recommend going for it. You'll be pleasantly surprised of the acceptance. Um, yeah, I don't know. You'll have a big weight off your shoulders and you'll just feel... You'll feel yourself, you know, just be yourself. I think that's it. Like as much as, you know, you think of the, am I going to upset this piece? Well, you know, are my parents going to accept me? And all of these kind of thoughts and worries that you have at the time, it's got to be better to take that risk than live with the rest of your life not being you. Exactly. Yeah, you just kind of, I had this darkness over me. Like I'd written written suicide notes, my parents kind of thing. My last yeah. letter is ready to give it to them. And yeah, I was in absolute turmoil years ago. So it was the best thing that I ever did. And yeah, I'd say it pretty much saved my life. So yeah. yeah, I'd say go for it if if you're in any way or even just experiment with it in your own time kind of thing. I suppose that's it. If you started at four years of age and and, and you were you were dressing up in, in women's clothes or girls' clothes at that age and things like that, it's not something that, you know, you've done all that testing and, and experimenting and playing with the idea privately uh, yeah. rather than just going, going full on. Um, and something that I've got from this conversation, which seems to have been kind of the, the, the core throughout for you is writing letters. Seems yeah. to be a big thing for you. Yeah. Yeah. It Would worked pretty work? well. Like I'd recommend that to anyone as well. Cause it's a lot easier. It's a lot easier to put your words in writing, redraft it as many times as you want before it's perfect then you can give it to the person. You don't even need to be there to see the reaction and you give them time to process um, the initial shock or whatever themselves and then reach out to you. And it's just, I don't know, I think it's a great way to, to come out to someone, even if, like, if you're gay, lesbian, whatever, it's great, a great route to get out. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to think in 2020 that people can do that, you know. I, I really do. Um, but unfortunately, there's dickheads everywhere, right? And, and exactly, I understand man. why people would be worried about it. Um, but yeah, let's hope that, that, you know, there's going to be big changes in this world. I think with what's going on in America at the moment, it affects everyone, um, you know, and, and it's going to, you know, I think it's going to change everything. I fucking hope it does anyway. Yeah. Um, I think it's kind of the start, yeah, the start of, I don't know, would you call it an uprising or just, I think people around the world aren't happy with just, I don't know, the current economic climate and one percent kind of thing and yeah. But do you think this COVID-19, the more I look into this and I'm not talking conspiracy theories or anything, like I just, there's other things, like I saw in Italy there that yesterday, I saw a post yesterday, whether it was from yesterday, but people are coming out in Italy in protest saying, you know, this is, this is all bollocks like there is no coronavirus and I'm seeing more and more people thinking that way, like, you know, have the numbers spiked since all these protests and riots have been going on? Not that I know of. Like there is, there's a lot of. Would it, 
shade around the whole thing. Like, like I've seen of like bodies, like people, people who had cancer that died and they contracted COVID-19 symptoms and on their death cert, it was put down as COVID-19, not cancer kind of thing. So yeah, the figures yeah, yeah. are kind of being twiddled and I'm not sure. It reeks yeah. in my eyes. It does, man. It stinks of it. And the longer we go on, the more it stinks of it. And then at the same time, you've got all these other things coming out in the newspapers of, you know, Prince Andrew, the fucking yeah. royal that, that's with Epstein, and then Trump over the last couple of days, the amount of shit that's come out with Trump yeah, and Epstein. It yeah. And it's like, oh, look how handy that the two countries that are most affected by it and that everyone has to stay in are the two countries with this shit, you know, with with yeah. with Trump and, and, and Prince Andrew. And yeah, I don't know. It just the, the more it just it just stinks of it. And I've said it to Sarah a few times. Like when you look at the Brexit vote in the UK, the fact that Trump got in in the first place, the fact that Sinn Fein got voted into Ireland um, as the majority party, yet still have no say in shit, which is crazy, right? What kind of yeah. fucking democracy is that? You vote in a comp uh, a party and they don't have any say. That doesn't make any sense. But um, it seems that there's been a change of tide and a change of you know, people want change and they want difference now. Um, yeah, I agree more. And all of a sudden then, oh, let's lock everyone up and keep everyone locked in for three or four months. That will fucking put a bit of order back in place and, yeah, exactly, and segregating yeah. and keeping people and what's going on in the background then. And um, and these riots there, as much as, you know, they're writing for a good reason. Uh, uh, an, an innocent man was fucking murdered for nothing, you know? Um and I and it's not the first, so I have you know fully you know it, this all lives matter bullshit. I'm like oh, all lives matter. Yeah, all lives do matter, but not all lives are getting killed by fucking police officers in exactly, America. Man. You know what exactly, I mean? Black yeah. people, like yeah. Um, so you've oh, got this to, is their fight, like this is their fight this time. Yeah, that's Help it. them and, fight it, you know. Yeah, exactly. And I, I don't know if you've seen the analogy of the house on fire. Have you seen that one? No. So it says if your house is on fire, right, and you call the fire brigade. Do you want them to put your house out with all the water or do you want them to put a little bit of water on yours and a little bit of water on all the houses around because all the houses matter? Yeah. Put out the fucking fire. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? um, Yeah, that's been... uh, But yeah, now, like, I just find it weird how there's random fucking pallets of bricks just left around everywhere. and Yeah, I've seen that as well. Yeah, like... and so then, like, Trump, walking around with a hammer smashing windows, like, yeah, like Trump's photo up, like, he blasted the um, the pastor and all with um, what you call it, the gas, the, yeah, yeah, with tear, yeah. tear gas, yeah. like, to move them on in order to get his photo up, held the Bible backwards and upside down, kind of thing. And you're like, you're oh, such a fucking idiot, like, he's just such a fucking dog. That's I what know. I don't get, though, is obviously he was voted in by people. So what does that say about, you know, Joe Rogan says it a lot, though, man. Like, you, you're going to have, like, if you have a room of 100 people, you're going to have one, maybe two fucking idiots, isn't you? Let's yeah. say one, right? So if you've got 100 people, then, and you've got one idiot in it. The problem with America is there's 3 billion people. So that means there's three million fucking idiots, right? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's almost the size of the population of Ireland. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, uh, yeah, I don't know how they've managed to get him in, but they have. Um, 
Listen, Shauna, this has been class. We've done 45 minutes. Time's flown. That absolutely flew, yeah. It did, didn't it? Normally, it's been kind of 45, 40 kind of minutes, and I'm and I'm trying to drag out the last few, but this has been a doddle, man. It's been class. <laughs> um, so, listen, I don't like. We'll we'll finish up on. Uh, like I say, you you gave some good advice there. I think anyone who's who's having thoughts, or you know, who would they who would they contact? Who would they? I'm not saying contact you, but I mean, is there groups in Ireland? Is there groups that you can kind of, you know, yeah, get a bit like, of advice from? Um, there's trans trans peer support groups. If you go to like um, the TNI website, T-E-N-I, um, trans, Transgender Equality Network Ireland. Okay. Um, you'll find um, there's groups all over. There's groups like Waterford, Cork, Dublin, and you'll find on the website, like when, when the group meeting is, then I advise you probably go to your GP next. And they'll put you onto a counsellor and then you'll go through all the right channels. Perfect. And it's funny you say that when you were saying about the, the, the different groups. Now that you've mentioned it, I went to uh, – I went. there's a girl who I work with who's a lesbian and she is part of a dramatic a, – a drama society, um, L, LGBT drama society, you know. And uh, I went to one of these plays um, – and the first half was very funny. The second half, if I'm honest, was quite bashing fucking heterosexual white men more than anything, right? And I just kind really, of sat yeah. there going, well, yeah, but how, like, I'm not trying to be negative about that at all. Like, it was probably warranted, right? But but just as a fucking heterosexual white man sat in the crowd, I felt a bit uncomfortable. But that was fair, my fair, uncomfort. Yeah. yeah, that's my uncomfort. Nothing to do. And, and it wasn't directed directly at me. I'm just part of that group that was being hammered because minorities in that group of twats right um but we went for dinner then a few weeks later and uh i read the poem that i read out at the start to her because her flatmate is trans and going through the process um and i said oh li- listen to this and i read it out and uh she was like can you send that to me so i can send it to my friend um but yeah it got me and she was talking that night that there is quite you know there, there is support groups and a network of people doesn't necessarily have to i was asking her about how did she get into this L gbt drama group and and she was like you know you'll find that people of uh L- lgbt's tend to kind of come together whether it be music whether it be drama whether it whatever it may be you know so there's there's certainly support groups and stuff there have you joined any of those i mean not necessarily the support um, groups but like is there any kind of you know with your music for example is there well i went i went to a trans support group for about a year i'd say but there, there tends to be quite a bit of caddiness and that kind of thing. What do you mean by that now, caddiness? Like, um, like bitchiness and oh, cattiness. Sorry, yeah, sorry. cattiness. Sorry, uh, bitchiness kind of thing. So okay, yeah. Once I kind of used that as as a crutch for a year or two, and then finally, yeah, kind of I felt strong enough and brave enough to grab it up by myself and kind of cut all ties i'm still kind of in the group on facebook say hi to them the odd time but i don't actually attend the meetings anymore okay yeah and do you find yourself kind of mixing with other trans people or lgbt people or do you just have the same group of mates that you've always had or do you have a bit of both now uh, i have a bit of both now to be honest um yeah. like because let's girl- be honest i can't imagine dave and and seals and and the gang that we were we didn't have a whole load of friends that were lgbt or trans do you know what i mean we if people who worked in nightclubs we knew of we knew these yeah. people and we were friendly with them but we weren't in a group and, and tight like we were so i'm just kind of trying to get my head around is do you have to kind of mix that up to have you know 
the uh, new you really and like, the old you. Like, so. as you said earlier on, I'm still best mates with Seals. Like, I'm mates yeah. since, what, 24 years now? So, I think it's, I read somewhere before, if you're mates with someone longer than seven years, you're kind of, you won't break the friendship, yeah? Like, you're bonded yeah, yeah. for life kind of thing. So, they say that with, with couples as well, don't they? The seven-year itch. Yeah. When they get past the seven years, it's, it's fairly tight, like. Yeah. So, um... Yeah, still makes it, yeah, a good few of the same friends. Um, my girlfriend's friends are all, one of them studying um, like LGBT issues in college. So it's always good to sit down with them and have a chat. Like they've, they're all kind of on the spectrum somewhere as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like they've experimented with, with girls, guys. So it's pretty cool to, to go with them. And then it's also cool to have the kind of the blog side, seals walking around having the crack with me and kind of thing. Like, so yeah, yeah, I, yeah I mix yeah. it up. It's nice to have a bit of both. Do you ever bring those two together? Um. Yeah, kind of. Seals and know my girlfriend pretty well, and yeah. you know, Seals is cool though. And I was very like, I was delighted when when you two came down and seeing that that hadn't that bond hadn't broken and nothing had changed. And um, I was chatting to Seals kind of individually as well about you. Do you know what I mean? When when I first heard and and he was yeah, he, he kind of you don't give a fuck, man. It's great, and yeah. and that's what you want, you know. Um. So yeah, shout out to you, Bod. Um, yeah. <laughs> shout, out <to> <laughs> shout out to Seals, the ginger pirate. Atta, atta boy, atta boy. Yeah. So listen, I'll, we'll wrap it up. Thank you very much for today. I really, really enjoyed it. It's it's gone fast, which is always a sign of a good chat, right? Yeah. No problem. Um, Thanks for having me, man. No worries at all. And uh, yeah, listen, when this coronavirus is fucked off, man, we'll be coming up to Paul's moved up to Dublin. Sarah's brother's Paul. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's living no up in, yeah, he's up in Blanchestown now. He's got a, a girlfriend um, and he's he's up living in Blanche, I think. Um, and Ailish and Jerry just had a baby recently. Yeah, I saw that as well, yeah. So we are, we're already kind of booked to get up there as soon as we're allowed. Um, but no doubt we'll meet up. We'll, we'll have a small, we'll have a pint if we can, if the pubs are open. And uh, me, you and Seals and, and Sarah will, and Paul and everyone will just get yeah, together and have a fuck. Yeah, for sure. Man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Cool. Listen, yeah. love you. Take care of yourself. Cheers, Nick. Thanks. See you, man. Peace out. Bye-bye. This is my dad's podcast. He's an isolated ape. We hope you enjoyed it. Thank you for your support.